It's time for the What in the Podcast. Have musicians really sold their souls to the devil for fast fame and fortune, only to burn out just a few short years later? Did Hotel California refer to a famous cult? Did Ronnie Van Zant predict his own death? Is it all buckus? Welcome to episode 13 of What in the Podcast. Welcome to the What in the Podcast with your hosts, Kent Whittington and Adriana Mito and Tracy Lynn Hernandez. records round and round and lay down some of that rock and roll sound. It's the What in the Podcast with your host, Kent Whittington, Adriana Camino, and Tracy Lynn Hernandez. Just had to do that, folks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> had to lead in with something like that because tonight we're going to be talking about rock and roll and the occult. Um, first thing off, uh, we're going to do our basic housekeeping like always. Um, you want to do something with that, dear? Tracy? Um, thank you for listening last weekend. Yeah, thank you for listening last weekend. And as far as that goes, we want you to listen more. Yes, yes, please. What do we want to hear? Feedback. Feedback would be wonderful. Your stories, your input. Your your show ideas. Or just say hi. Yeah, give a shout out to us. Say hello. Yeah. Hi. Say hi. And of course, as you know, as I tout every week, there's different ways to do that. You can either drop us an email at whatinthepodcast at gmail.com. Leave a message on the group on Facebook at the What in the Podcast Facebook group. Or you can actually go into this particular episode, into its description, hit that little link at the very bottom of the description. It says leave a voicemail message. When you click on that link or tap on it, if you're using a handheld device, you will be sent to the messenger. Record your message. Let us know what you think. Say hi. Um, be silly. Be stupid. We don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Don't be afraid to have your voice heard on the air. You know why? Because we're not. We embarrass ourselves on a regular basis here, don't we? Oh, I do. <laughs> Come on, it's fun. Be like everybody else. <laughs> One of us. One of us. One of us. <laughs> anyway so anything else we need to talk about here before we start uh, I apologize now I'll be coughing but then again thank you California you're on fire so the smoke in the air I yeah. apologize now you're going to hear my cough a lot mm-hmm. mine too uh, 
maybe even a an inhaler break. Well, yeah, the whole West Coast on fire. What you gonna do? Yep, that's true. Also, I wanted to once again thank Erin Montgomery for being on our show last yes, week. Yes, thank you, Erin. She was very insightful with the with the past life regressions. I'm still kind of mulling it over in my head. I actually did the meditation that she suggested. Um, if you remember uh, my past life, I was a young child who was uh, around during the Bolshevik Revolution, probably a Jewish child, thrown into a pit, shot in the head, still survived but couldn't see. Was digging through the bones looking for my mother. Got in the pit when I meditated. Couldn't find him. So still trying on that. Do you want to say yours? No. <laughs> Adri's still quiet about hers because she's got some some issues. She's still got to work out there. Not quite ready. Nope. I did try, but we're we're not there yet. How about you, Tracy? Do you have any insights from last week still? Or I I was at first a little concerned that that. Both of you are getting stuff from my past lives until she started honing in more. I'm like, okay, that's that's not it's close to what I remember, but not mine. Okay. And that that's that's something that'd be awesome to remember from Adri's for me, but that's not mine. So okay. There's <laughs> a thought I was thinking about. Maybe it's all connected anyway. I, I, I you know for a reason. It could be. I mean I I, I was getting splashes of, of information, so you know, perhaps we're all intertwined in past lives. It's not unheard of to yep. find the same people and hang out with them in in the present as you did in the past. Quantum That's entanglement is a thing. Mm -hmm. Quantum entanglement's a thing. They're proving it. Anywho. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, you want to talk about the hadron collider? Didn't you? Eventually, yes. It's a, today <laughs> that we're we're recording this is the twelfth anniversary of the hadron collider that everyone's heard about the Mandela effect, and boy, have I been experiencing more of it recently. So yeah. Yeah, it seems like every day we find something that's been changed. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. What's the latest one you found, Tracy? Uh, well, there, there's the Jiffy and Jiff peanut butters. There's Cheez-It versus Cheez-Its. Mm -hmm. uh, Oreo double stuff. I remember it saying double stuffed. But there's people who remember double stuff with the two Fs. Yeah. But it's actually just one F. Mm -hmm. So it's just, there's things... Maybe if you focus away from the food. Well, you know, I might have a small addiction to junk food. Gee, maybe. <laughs> but then, there, then there's my Aunt Carol that I've always known as my Aunt Carol that my mother still swears is Carrie all of her life. I'm like, no, she was Carol. And then suddenly it changed. And that was about 12 years ago that it suddenly changed. Mm -hmm. So things like that. Of course, there's no way to prove it because hey, because it's, yeah, a, it's it's remember everything differently. It's a yep. freaking reality. Yeah, exactly. Oh well, that's for a future episode. Definitely. So, give me your input. What are we here for tonight, though? Ah, uh, the occult and rock and roll. That's yes, Tracy. <laughs> not, just, not just rock and roll. Curses, occult, devil the, worship. The Twenty Seven Club. The Twenty Seven Club. The, the, I've got some work or research here on, on Hotel California. It's tie-ins with stuff. And 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 the person I put the, the, the blame for firmly on because he's the reason I think the 27 Club started. That's when everything starts looking like, like singers and, and, and actors started dying at 27. All because he had to have his guitar tuned by the devil to have a few years of fame. Mm -hmm. But anyhow. I have some tie-ins for the others, too. A mm -hmm. lot of those is, uh, well, we'll get into it. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's for I don't want to give anything away yet. Yeah. 
we're not there yet. But anyway, along with the 27 Club and Hotel California, I'm also going to be talking about Leonard Skinner and their plane crash and uh, all the, uh, the the strangeness surrounding it. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm going to bring up uh, the Allman Brothers. Uh, what happened to Dwayne Allman and his bassist and, and uh, the weird correlation there. And um, it is strange. Yep. So let's learn so, together. <laughs> so, Tracy, you want to start us off? <coughs> sure, why not? Okay. So I, we'll start with, with Hotel California. Everyone knows Hotel California. Welcome to the Hotel California. Yep. Yep. So, so doing my research, you know, we, we've all heard the tales of, of, of how it's related to Anton LaVey and it's related to rivalry between bands and it's related to seeing how, how, um, come on brains, how, how the youth is growing up versus how the, the, the generation before them grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's toted as a hedonistic and jaded lifestyle being, you know, experienced or hedonistic versus dated lifestyle being experienced um okay let's see here it's 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 also like a journey of, of innocence to experience they the the eagles themselves said it was all about the 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 experiencing the hedonistic, the hedonistic lifestyle of, of becoming rich having money and sex drugs, sex, and, drugs rock and rock and roll yeah. that's what it's all about um but there, there's, you know, people have the, the correlations in like the most interesting ones being that the Hotel California, THC, mm-hmm. is completely blatant drug use here. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, it was, you know, also very popular in Southern California. Well, okay, now it's popular all over the world or all over California because, hello, we are a drug, okay, a green friendly state. For the most part, yeah, um, by former hippies. <laughs> that's what happens when you grow up. <laughs> you know, it's, it starts out with you know the, the warm smell of colitas, you know, rising up through the air. Well, that that's been. I've heard two different versions of gulitas and colitas, mm-hmm. both being having to do with with the smell, of the bud of the pot plant, right. and makes you wonder, you know, why is there a pot in the middle of the desert? Oh wait, because he's coming up on. The hotel, the hotel that has been described as things like Anton LaVey's Church of Satan. Well, he'd have to go not from the desert. He has to go into San Francisco for that guy. So small hiccup. That's all right. Yeah. Um, There are a lot of correlations. Oh, yes. The lyrics that you can actually put a lot of things together. Oh, yes. But, you know, my understanding is the Eagles deny it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, They still swear up and down or they still swore up and down when I was reading the article here that I did not document the time or the year it was done. I apologize. Um, that it's been a, a sibling rivalry, friend rivalry with Steely Dan. They, they both have slammed each other in the songs, both have picked on each other in songs. This has gone on for not, not just Hotel California, but multiple songs in their, their lineup. And of course, did I remember to put that in my document? No, because hi, I'm Tracy and I'm a silly blonde, but it's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I, I, I love being a BBB, a triple blonde, blonde by birth and bleach bottle blonde. Anywho. Anywho, <laughs> squeak squawk. Oh, I channel surf. That's great. I do need to get a clicker. The... I want to buy a clicker just so I can click every time you pause like that. <laughs> I have one around the house sometimes somewhere. 
doesn't work for the dog. I think that one. That's got what we bought for the dogs, <laughs> and it doesn't does not work. I think that one got a quarter. Okay. <laughs> so let's see here. There's going through my my stuff here. We have the interpretation that the higher success been lured to the church of Satan. Um, that they dare not speak about Satan publicly, but they wrote the song to 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 give praise where praise is due. Then there's uh, another part for that, that that on the album itself, when you look at the original album, you see inside of the cover, you see the hotel lobby on the inside. And up in one of the corners, in the back window, is a black-dressed man who looks suspiciously like Anton LaVey. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of the, the, the thought came from in the first place, was that figure. Yes. It's LaVey. It must be about his church. And, and it very well could be because you have to give the cover stories, but there's so much to fall into and it's, it's, it's a deep rabbit hole. And I, unfortunately, even though I spent three days on it, did not get that deep in the rabbit hole. Well, just the, uh, how deep you got. <laughs> share, share. Well, I, I might have fallen more into the, the, the part where, where there, the, the, you didn't know is about Hotel California. It was almost called Mexican Reggae. The working title was called Mexican Reggae because they wanted to make it more upbeat and lively. But after 17 attempts at it, the fifth, you know, this is, this is the band's fifth album, made 17 demos to share with the rest of the groups. And it became Hotel California because it sounds like a, a kind of bolero Mexican reggae something. But that's the only reason that it was going to go for Mexican reggae. And it just didn't stick. Because the lyrics Welcome fell in. It was also the the music, the, the chords were written down the hall from the sleeping child of, of one of the members. Okay. And that's why he wanted it to be Mexican reggae was was this is supposed to be this is gonna be, you know, reggae ish but Mexican feel and it kind of evolved on its own like music does. It after he recorded it kind of got a softer tone. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he works it for an hour. He had it going for an hour and he turns over to releases it to his bandmates and they say, Oh, we've got words for this. Give us a minute. Um, <laughs> well, was that one of those songs that they basically said wrote itself? Yes. Yeah. The music came out and then the song that the lyrics is like, Oh, I, I think I've got this. And then they went through and, and it was, it was a quickly written up thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I've heard of some bands, um, we're going to mention, but I'm going to say it anyway. Led Zeppelin, uh, when they wrote Stairway to Heaven, uh, Robert Plant, when he was writing it, he said that the words just came to him. They wrote it out in a single night. Mm-hmm. Oh, one of my is ready to go. One of my favorite bands that is, is not related to this at all is Abney Park. The, mm-hmm. the lead singer talks about how he woke up from a dream about you know being in Australia or being in, in on, on an eastern seaboard, eastern yeah, seashore and calling out for his daughter Victoria he wrote the whole thing down then looked up and realized oh god Victoria is a real thing a real girl kidnapped you know well kidnapped but whisked away by her grand aunt who was a horrible person so sometimes songs just kind of flow yep um the Eagles wanted the track to sound like an episode of the Twilight Zone which was yes, did, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing goes through there you have the beginning the you know middle and conclusion and 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 you can never leave which is a reoccurring theme with the twilight zone oh, yes <laughs> not to <mention> <clears throat> programs to receive yes not real people. exactly which is another reason why people thought it was tied to 
the church of Satan because, oh, pardon me, sorry, dinner was great. Um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the, the you know, pizza. program programming <laughs> happens when you're whisked away into cults. So this is true. Uh, the the band did not show up to receive their Grammy. They boycotted it. They didn't think, or it was not really a boycott. They didn't believe in, in the contest, so they didn't go. Mm-hmm. And in a clip, their the presenter, Andy Williams, is awkwardly waiting for someone to accept the award. But there's no one in the audience. They're at home they're doing what they're going to do. Nothing like that. No one's there. Yep. Um, they actually started. They were, they were watching the, the award ceremony while at band practice, avoiding everything. Um, we're just in it for the music, man. Exactly. Uh, yeah, then, yeah, then there's a Steely Dan reference where the the third version of Hotel California, they stab it with their Steely knives, but they just can't kill a beast, was a line in response to Steely Dan's 76 track, Everything You Did, in which Donald Fane says, sorry, Fagan says, turn up the eagles, the neighbors are watching. So they've been picking on each other mm-hmm. forever. So we decided to volley. We wanted to elude Steely Dan rather than mentioning him outright. Right. And it's been an ongoing, or it was an ongoing thing for a long time afterwards. Mm-hmm. But that's that's as far down as I fell in the hole. So now you need to give me input. What what parts have you come across? Well, for me, it was that whole thing about Anton LaVey. I had listened to something a while back where they had talked about Hotel California and its ties to Anton. Um, you know, the, the picture of him mm-hmm. possibly on the cover. Side note, we'll be doing a show just on Anton LaVey later. <laughs> yes, later. <laughs> I close that file <laughs> off. Yes. <laughs> but, I mean, we're talking about Anthony Levy on the cover. Possibly. No, I know that. I wasn't saying the, that. We're going to be getting into him more later. Is yeah, what I'm the reference about the Church of Satan being mm-hmm. hell. Um, but like you said, that's not here or there. Literally not here or there. It's yeah. somewhere else. And uh, you know, a bunch of other little things that what the, what the lyrics actually mean. I don't remember enough to go into any big detail with it. It was a pretty convincing argument. You, I'll do you I want the lyrics? That. I have the lyrics right here. I know the lyrics. <laughs> I'm just talking about the, the, the connection to Anton LaVey and what the yeah. lyrics mean in that regard. Um, but again, I don't remember I don't remember the Thank content you. and the Eagles denied it anyway. Yes. Oh yeah. So but you know, it, it all dealt with um, like you said, joining the church, programming things like that. And I don't know, from what I know of Anton LaVey, the, the Church of Satan isn't that sort of a church anyway. No. It's not It's not a cult in the sense that they are bringing people in and programming them. True. From, from what... Most what, these people come in are already... They're looking for, for the... What, what, what the Ten Commandments should stand for. That's mm-hmm. what they're looking for. Right. Um... And, and although Anton LaVey at one point decided that he was in it for the money and not for the church, and I actually called his church members crazy lunatics. Yeah. They're all weirdos in there. Yeah. <clears throat> because he made it to, to this is, you're supposed to be, be cool. George Carlin, boil it down. Be cool to each other. And they went, okay, let's be weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he went, Okay, give me your money. Thank you very much. Have a great day. That's pretty much how it is. Yeah. I don't care. I'm getting rich. (laughs) (laughs) So, what should we do next? Let's do your song. Okay. 
not so much the song as it is the uh, the band itself. Uh, I'm going to talk about Winter and Skinner, actually, and their plane crash. One of my favorite bands. <laughs> but and not just the crash itself, but all the weirdness leading up to the plane crash. Um, I'm going to start with uh, with Ronnie Van Zant, actually. Now, Ronnie Van Zant, um, head man for the band, he had one issue in his life, and he always told people this. He says, I'm going to die before I reach 30. And it really, he'd go, he'd go to everybody he knew, and he'd tell them this. And it really freaked people out that he would actually say this all the time. And naturally, when the plane went down, he just reached his 29th birthday. Point, he was about, <clears throat> let me back up. He was headed toward 30. At that yes. Point. He was already 29. And, and he didn't make it to 30. He didn't make it to 30. And he was right about that. Um, anyway, when they, when the, um, what? Oh, sorry about that, folks. <laughs> you had just been present to one of those sonic sneezes <laughs> I've been talking about. <laughs> she has expelled her demons. Ow. Anyway, as far as as far as the uh... <laughs> I was trying to get it, it didn't work. <clears throat> it's right. life; it happens. Y'all needed to be woken up, anyways. That's right. <laughs> sure, why not? They need they don't need their eardrums. Okay, I needed to be woken as, up while listening to it during nap time. As you know, I rarely edit any of this stuff, <laughs> so you'll probably hear it on the show. <laughs> All right. But anyway, getting back to the plane crash. On October 20th, 1977, I actually had that year right in my head, uh, a Convair CB240 passenger aircraft ran out of fuel and crashed in a wooded area near, Gil near Gillsburg, Mississippi. It was chartered by Leonard Skinner from L&J Company of Addison, Texas. It was near the end of its flight from Greenville, South Carolina to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Um, when they found out that the plane was out of fuel, they actually tried to touch down uh, at another airport, but they realized they didn't have enough fuel to actually make that landing. So they wound up trying to land in a field in Mississippi. And fortunately, when they came down, they hit a wooded area and the plane basically just fell apart, just broke apart. On impact, probably, from what I remember. Yeah, Ronnie Van Zant actually died from a head injury from a tree. So uh, that gives you an idea how much the plane broke up. Remind me about Mississippi later on. Remind me about Mississippi later on. Okay, okay. sorry. Does that do this? It has to do with something, but okay, well, we will look. it'll be in a bit. <laughs> okay. Well, three days before that, Leonard Skinner had just released the album uh, Street Survivors. And part of the tie-in there, why they think that there was a curse at that point, was because the album cover showed the band engulfed in flames. Pretty prophetic. Mm -hmm. yeah, something they later tried to change, but of course, every scene at that point in time. Yep. So, um, yeah, it was. Uh, let me see if I can find who all it was here. Who had who had passed away? It was uh, out of the band. It was three people: Ronnie Van Zant. My notes are all over the place. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> click. Yeah, click. Click me, click me. <laughs> well, I'll find it. But um yeah, uh three three of the members had died along with the pilot and uh 
The rest were shipped off to different hospitals. A couple of them didn't even know that some of the members were dead until days afterwards. Um, when the band finally was back together again and healing, uh, dealing with the emotional trauma, they had all decided at that point that they weren't going to use the name Leonard Skinner anymore for anything. You know, break up or go other ways. They keep the band and be under a different name. Um, and uh, that actually led to a lawsuit. They, um, there was a production that was being made called Street Survivors, the true story of the Leonard Skinner plane crash. And it turned into a dispute. All the survivors reportedly taken, uh, all the survivors who, who were in the crash basically, they vowed to never use the name Leonard Skinner, as I said, in an effort to capitalize on the tragedy that had befallen them. They didn't want anything to do with it. But the film premiered at the Hollywood Real Independent Film Festival anyway on April 18th, 2020. So didn't do it much good. Yeah. So they tried to sue to stop the, right? Is that what the name? Yeah. yeah. And uh, one more thing I should say about the plane crash, even before the plane was going down, Van Zant was complaining about a headache and laid down on the floor in the pillow, just right in the middle of the thing. And everybody was feeling a little uneasy to begin with. The plane itself, and you're going to dispute this because of the no, I'm interest. not going to dispute anything. <laughs> you can do your thing. I'm not disputing anything. Uh, the plane was actually originally going to be contracted by Aerosmith, but um, the the uh, pilots were when they were inspecting the plane decided the plane was not suitable for flight at that time. That there were some problems in it. It wasn't up to code or something. Yeah, was, something was up, and Aerosmith passed on it. But Leonard Skinner took that and, and ran with it. So, Sadly. Yeah. And that's pretty much all I've got. So we'll move on to the next one. The processing of commercial information is complete. Back to the show. Okay, I found it now. Um, <laughs> Ronnie Van Zant, uh, the vocalist... Uh, Ronnie Van Zandt was the lead vocalist, of course. Uh, guitarist and vocalist Steve Gaines, backing vocalist Cassie Gaines, which was Steve's older sister. Um, the assistant road manager Dean Kilpatrick, pilot Walter McCreary, and co-pilot William Gray all died as a result of the crash, while 20 others survived. Basically, the band and all that, and all their entourage. Yeah. Yep. And you found something interesting. Well, well I was going over that. Didn't like you? I said, Mississippi. Mississippi has a lot of. A strange beginnings. How's that? Uh -huh. So, so this is the ending of one chapter that had it ended in Gillsburg, Mississippi. Yes. Uh -huh. Well, if we go back to literally 109 years ago, the very first member of the 27s Club was born, and he made his pact in Clarksdale, Mississippi. Which, as the crows fly and as the plane flies, is approximately 260 miles away from where the plane crashed. Which makes me wonder, well, if he couldn't get him at 27, did Scratch get him at 29? Maybe. Because if you take in flight times and everything else, planes fly fast. Yes, it's a lower end. It's not, it's not a, a 747. It's lower flying. So within 20 minutes of having distress mm -hmm. yeah that's a little 
little eerie, little little goosebump making right yeah, there. It's too <laughs> close for comfort when you think about it as as the plane flies. Yes, right. and and if you go from where where away. where our very first twenty seven club member died at, it's literally sixty miles closer. So right over, hmm, right over the whole thing. Speaking of the 27 Club, would you like to start with that one? Sure. Okay. Might as well talk about Mr. Robert Johnson since mm -hmm. he's the one that, that, that made me go, wait, Mississippi. So he was born 109 years ago in rural Mississippi. Blues guitarist and not the best blues guitarist. No, I heard he was, uh, for lack of a better word, he was just terrible. Yes. He, he, couldn't, he couldn't play to save his life, couldn't sing. Couldn't do anything. But got desperate and went out on one night and conjured a crossroads demon or conjured the devil. Supposedly it was a tall black man. Who, a, a tall man dressed in black. Yes. Is what I should say. A tall form, but dressed in black, yep. who, who, who took his guitar, tuned it, and said, I'll see you in a few years. <laughs> yep. He he, uh, he started the whole thing off. Yep. And what happened after that? Well, he had... What? He had... Years of of good music, 29 songs recorded between 36 and 37. Okay, year of good music. Um, famous, famously partial to women and whiskey, Johnson was alleged to be a prisoner of his lover's jealous boyfriend and husband when he was found dead in the middle of the road. But no one did a, a, an autopsy because black man outside of the road in Mississippi in 1938. The theories were that he could have had congenital syphilis that he had another, you know, STD of some kind in there, that he was just, you know, out of luck. But there are at least a dozen claims that, that, that the, the um, crossroads was somewhere near Dockery Plantation and that the large black man, Devil, took his guitar, tuned it, played a few songs, returned it to him, and then said that the deal mirrors, it, that the, I'm oh, sorry, that it, the whole thing mirrors a legend of Faust, written by by the author Faust. That uh -huh. that you know. The Faustian deal. Yes. Basically, yeah. And you know, it was in exchange for his soul. But what else did it get brought in there with? Because so many other twenty sevens have gone. So many other twenty sevens have picked up steam suddenly, uh -huh. rocketed up, and then uh, poof. Yeah. And not all of them are are. You look at them and go, I can say right here, you went out and did a deal with the devil. Uh -huh. There were just some there, you were really into sex, drugs, and rock and roll. And then more drugs. Yep. And more drugs. Well, there are some who died under some really weird circumstances. Some one that's missing to this day. They'd never actually found him. Uh -huh. Would that be um, Benny Goodman? That would be. I don't know if I have any good memory list. I have Richie Edwards. Okay. Um, he was I'm sorry because I I, I I know the story of Benny Goodman. He disappeared. No way I ever found him. Well, I I found of the 27th Club members, I found 42. Okay. Now I, everyone has to giggle about that because It'll be a long show. Folks. Well, no, no, I'm not going to go through <laughs> them all like that. But everyone knows me, knows that my answer to life, universe, and everything is 42. And if you ask me a question, I don't know what it is. 42 is the answer. So when I looked up and saw 42 names, I had to fall down that rabbit hole because yeah. it's just screamed, "Pick me! Pick me!" But Richie, Douglas Adams oh, well, yeah, well, he also screams, pick me, pick me. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now Richie Edwards disappeared 
February 1st, 1995, was never found. But the, he, this, this, this whole thing spans, you know, cross countries. He's a Welsh musician that, that musician, there we go, that his parents immediately were fighting for his money mm-hmm. and trying to take custody of everything. It's like, hmm, did you really disappear? Or did mommy and daddy just want your money? There's so many different, you know, different things to go through. Like I, I was watching Go Figure, It's Me. I was watching Unsolved Mysteries today because there's a channel on the free TV that's nothing but Unsolved Mysteries 24 hours a day. Pluto TV. We all have Robert and, and they were talking about Kurt Cobain and how, you know, he's part of the 27th Club. Uh-huh. He, uh, you know, 1994 died. The day before he died, his wife sent off for a private investigator to find where he went to without one out checking his house. The day after he died, people checked the house, but they didn't know to check the right room. Mm-hmm. And how does someone who who's literally drugged up on so much heroin and a barbiturate that if no one knew that he was anywhere near, pull off a shotgun blast to themselves with their toe? With their toe. Right. Because it wasn't a sawed-off, it was a full-on well, shotgun. How do you an entire house and miss a room? Miss a room. Big, oh, because it was over the garage. It was the green room. It was over the garage. It's where, where they would to hide, yeah, but like no still, one checked like it. Yeah. knew it was there? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, they knew it was there, but no one thought to check it, because why would he go to the green room? Because it's the green, green room. room. Uh-huh. If you named it the green room, check the room. Anywho. Exactly. Let's see. Other ones we have here are Jimi Hendrix. Uh-huh. You know, another heavy drug user. There's a lot of drugs in this whole thing. Actually, I think what got him most was alcohol. Uh, asphyxiating on his own vomit while sleeping. Yep. Heavy drug user. Oh, and it was after a drinking range, is my understanding. Yeah, that was and, my understanding. And LSD. Do drugs, plenty of drugs. There's also uh, there is also a theory about Jimi Hendrix that his death was not accidental. That his manager killed him. Very I mean, sorry. Uh-huh. But you can see they have here um, washed down a handful of sleeping pills with red wine before going to bed. And if you if you are if you're a virtual abuser of, of medication, you don't do you, you know what not to make the magic speedball, right? Or magic eight ball, whatever it is. You 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 know what to do, but if if you have someone out to get you, they're not going to pay attention to what you should be doing. Rumor had it that he was going to leave his uh, he was going to leave his manager manager yep. and go find a new one, and, and there he, is he was already manager, looking. Supposedly, yep, supposedly killed him because he'd rather. Have Keep memorandum. Dead, yep. Uh, Get more money off else. royalties when they're dead. Yep. He's mm-hmm. more famous now than he was when he was alive. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like artists. When you die, your work becomes. I mean, it actually becomes. Yeah. Van Gogh only sold uh, one. One. It says one, but I believe I when I read a year years ago that he sold two in his lifetime, and it wasn't even one was for food and yep. one was for money. So and it wasn't a lot. So, yep. but. And look at how famous he is now. I mean, see other big names that we all could be talking about their songs with are Janis Joplin and Jim Morrison, Amy Winehouse, and she's been in my head all day as well. Yeah, I don't know why I've been thinking about her a lot today. Oh, one song they try to make me go to rehab has been in my head all day long. Yes, which is fun when you're working with children. I swear. In her case, maybe she should have gone. Yeah, but yeah. Um, here's the funny thing about Winehouse that I find kind of odd. She was clean and sober when she died. She didn't die of an overdose. Oh, yeah. She died of 
damage she did to her body yep. from past addiction. Mm-hmm. She was clean and sober when she died. If, yep. if I'm remembering correctly, I did a lot she of battles drug her. and addiction for years. Her substance abuse program was frequently tabloid fodder, inspired many of her songs. And she was found dead in her London apartment, became the latest at this point in time music, musical, um, sorry, music, musician to, to have their career cut tragically short. But that's you know. her body just took its toll. Yep. Yeah. I think she was how she had kidney failure or something, maybe yeah. kidney or something. Was Morrison's just... story was kind of interesting too. It was involved in some alcohol abuse too. Mm-hmm. Mostly alcohol. Yeah, that was his yeah. addiction. Yes. It didn't, it wasn't a rumor that he supposedly killed, faked his own death so he could hide from everybody oh, that's too. Been going that's been going years. around for years. Yeah. <laughs> M and Elvis. Playing yeah, but in a hotel room. No, no, I, I, okay, Elvis, I still expect to be sitting there. Thank you. Thank you so much, Terry Pratchett and Neil Gaiman. I expect <laughs> Elvis to be in the middle of the Midwest singing, don't you step on my blue suede shoes while flipping burgers in the back of a, you know, cheesy yep. grill, because that's, that's what I expect him to be. But anywho, <laughs> and, 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 and God bless the two authors that made my world go around. But anywho, oh, yeah. um, Let's see, there's Brian Jones, founding member of Rolling Stones with Mick Jagger mm-hmm. and Keith Richards. Um, also substance abuse, abuse issues, and he drowned in his swimming pool on, under the influence of alcohol and drugs. But there's also suggestions that foul play has been involved. It's kind of funny how all these That one, I don't remember play. what it was, but I remember hearing about that one. I just can't remember what, the, what, what were the suspicions. Uh, I didn't get it written down. Sorry. Uh, the, the drawbacks of, of, of working with small children is when you're trying to compile things and they you have you. five tabs open and a child sits in your lap, pushes a button, you can't find that tab again. So I'm very lucky I was able to save my document and almost ate a little girl's t- fingers, but that's okay. Tasty three-year-old fingers are tasty, right? Yeah, uh-huh. that's it. Grantee <laughs> um, loves you. Let's see, there's Ron McKinnon, McKern, sorry, McKernan, founding member of Grateful Dead, um, went by the nickname Pigpen, did not share his bandmates production for LSD and other psychedelic drugs over. Heavy drinking got him to develop psoriasis of the liver, and by 72, his, his, his health was so fragile, he could no longer tour, and he died of an internal hemorrhage from a blow at 27. Because, at 27. That's some heavy drinking of psoriasis mm-hmm. of the liver at 27. That's some scary drinking. And let's go through the. Sorry. No, no worries. There's, there's others. Now, this is where I start going from American stuff to, to out of country. So we've got Alan Wilson, Blind Owl, um, American blues band Canned Heat, was performing at Woodstock. He also succumbed to an overdose. Kristen Pfaff, American musician um, from the, the, the rock band Hole. Now, I remember Hole. I remember her. That's that's Cobain's yep. uh, uh, wife, uh, Courtney Love. Yeah, her band. That's her band, isn't um, it? Yeah. She was the the bassist and backing vocalist, and uh, for for another band called Janitor Joe. Um, and that's the one that died. Yep, she died of a she heroin was the overdose. One too? Yes. Um, stepping out of country for a bit. We have Peter Hamm, a Welsh singer and guitarist who became depressed and embroiled in, in band-related issues as well as lack of funds. So he drank himself, or sorry, he killed himself um, because of lack of funds and the, the, the in, inter-band rivalry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jean-Michel Bisquat is an American-born, or American artist, Haitian and 
Puerto Rican descent, achieved fan uh, achieved uh, fame as, as part of Samo, which was a, a informal graffiti, and it, and and they were you know the first artist on the list. It's like art art. Uh, we had uh, Dennis Dale D Boone, an American singer, known for the monk, punk rock band trio Minutemen, killed in an automobile crash. Um, come on, brains. Dave Alexander, an American musician known for the photo punk band Stooges, mm-hmm. had a heart attack, pulmonary edema. Yeah, I know the Stooges. Uh, Chris Bell, a musician, guitarist, singer, songwriter, uh, from known for big for Big Star, also passed away uh, <laughs> due to a car crash. You should not take your sports car that fast, ladies and gentlemen. It may be a sports car, but you do not really want to take it around a bend like that. Um, do that on track. Yeah. We have the guy who disappeared. Yeah, do it on track. You just make a left turn. Yes. No big deal. Make another left turn. There, there's there's so many names on here, and then, then the one that, that that got me was I didn't realize it that he was 27 was was. Um, Anton Yelchin, I can't even say his name. Yelchin. Yelchin, thank you. Sorry. Chekhov! Not a musician, but part of the 27th anyway. Because he's an artist. Then there's, you know, Rudy Lewis from the, the Drifters. Uh, sound technician, vocal operator for the Mars Volta. And the dub outfit, de facto, Jeremy Michael Ward. Gary Thane passed away from New Zealand. Yeah, Jesse Blevin. Linda Jones, Pete DeFreyas, who was a musician and producer and drummer for Echo and Bunnymen. I know that. Um, Very familiar name, but can't place it in my head. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, uh, sorry, Alexandra Levy, a composer, pianist, and conductor, born in Sao Paulo, became, uh, his, when, when he died, his... his um, he's considered the first musical artist to die at his at his age. So he's the first 27 to pass away, but it's after the deal was made. Right. And um, so his, he went before anybody else after, after the guitarist yes. guy? Yes. After Johnson, yeah. And after his Johnson. hometown grants a prestigious award in his name. German bassist guitar um, player for Triumvult, Triumvirate. Helmut Cullen, then there's Dyke Arister Christian, who is a part of a band formed in 65, uh, that I just blanked on the name, doesn't actually have the name on here, uh, but they did a version of Funky Broadway in 66, Let the Woman Be a Woman in 69. Uh, Leslie Harvey, guitarist for a Scotch, Scottish band. Louis Chavon, Mexican-Spanish um and African-American born child, finest pianist in St. Louis. Uh, Fredro Santana, known as, uh, or sorry, known for being his, his the older cousin to Chief Keef, a rapper out in the world. You know, I'm just going to let you keep going here until you get to all 42 of them. Ah, uh, yeah. I <laughs> but I'm, I'm, near, I'm near the end. There's Jacob Miller. He's a J- uh, Jamaican reggae artist and Rastafari. The Valentin Elizade, and I put him on here because my husband was just singing one of his songs. Um, 
he sings he's known for his off-key mexican um off-key style and his biggest hits including Vetilla, I can't, yeah, Embryo de Amor, all these things. And I'm like, wait, two of these I was just listening to at the house because my husband was puts on random music. I'm like, hey, wait, wait, mm-hmm. wait, 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 wait. I know that face. Well, we are talking about rock and roll cults on our 13th episode. Dun, dun, dun. Let's see. There's, there's not, <laughs> not Jafe, the swing jazz pianist. Malcolm Hale from Spanking Our Gang, uh, the band Spanking Our Gang, Rodrigo, an uh, Argentinian singer, Brian Otson, Dickie Pride, which popped up, Dickie Pride popped up, tied up with Shirley Temple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's not part of the 27th She's club. She's not part of the 27th club. <laughs> but, no, she lives a lot longer than 27th. But... She popped up on a, on a, you know, thing she hated to do, things that she felt she was railroaded into. And one of the things she thought she was railroaded into was, was her life, but she, she enjoyed working with Dickie Pride. Um, Thomas Lowe, British bassist for the band Viola Beach. Uh, Dittmar Voiv, another um, out of country Bulgarian band member uh, that from from the the new cold dark wave music group that of course uh, of nova uh-huh generatia <laughs> <laughs> this is because i'm looking at my my gla- so someday tracy's gonna get herself new glasses just so you guys know i am not purposely blind i'm just mostly blind um you can stop anytime you want tracy <laughs> no, i'm almost there there's there's chris austin american country singer who signed on to, to, to Warner Brothers um, saying blues away, stay away from me. Uh, Nicole Bronger, she recently passed away, 2012. This is, this is you know, recently for, for this whole thing. Right. Um, well, it's eight years back. It's still recent. With an unspecified serious disease in heavy quotes mm-hmm. that no one ever, you know, cranked up a, a reason for it. Right. And then... Then there's there's one that she caught my attention because of, of her name. There there's her name is Orish Grinstead. She was part of the 702, which is a band for the area code of their, their of Las Vegas where they're from. And in the band, there was a quartet that was originally Grinstead sisters. There were identical twins, Irish and Orish. Older sister Lamisha. Why would you name your child Orish? Because and then, and then, like then their friend, earlier. yeah, then their friend Amelia. It's like, so you have all these, you know, she, she suddenly goes away. Kidney failure. Mm-hmm. You're 27. What were you doing to get kidney failure? Yeah. <laughs> but yes, mommies and, and daddies out there, I love you to bits and pieces. When you have twins, it's, yes, it's cute to name them something that rhymes, but Irish and Orish. Thank you, my sister Heather, for getting me to not want to name my possible twins Bevan and Devin. Very glad we didn't do it that way. That would have made more sense. Yes, but still, give your child individuality. Yeah. Okay, that was my, my soapbox. Yeah, so so I didn't mean to go through all 42, but that's that's a lot. A lot. Think she'd do it, but she did it. I, I fill in the hole. <laughs> Damn this hole. Just remember, grab the roots as you're climbing out. Yes, I mean, how many, so many of them are, are, are drug overdoses or mysterious, you know, suddenly... Mm-hmm. They're gone. Hinky circumstances. Hinky circumstances. I mean. Well, 
Now that you've gone through all 42, I'm going to rewind it all the way back to the original one. Okay. To Robert, John, Robert Johnson, because his song, Crossroads, actually brought on its own curse. Ooh. Yeah. I didn't fall down that, that rabbit hole. Well, I, I just, <laughs> I just <laughs> did. <laughs> Reason being is that uh, apparently bands who have also recorded Crossroads have had their own issues as well not deaths not 27 club stuff but other issues other 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 things tied to a curse basically they've called the crossroads curse at this point i'm going to start with eric clapton um back when he was with cream he recorded crossroads on their wheels of fire album um, not too terribly long after cream went their separate ways and clapton was struggling with a heroin addiction now after he got it all together back you know picked his career back up he was faced with the tragic death, the tragic death. Sorry, eh, I go the teeth again. Tragic death of his son who fell out of a window. So, does that have anything to do with the curse? Who knows. Also, that leads us into the Almond Brothers, which I was going to do anyway. But they also recorded a version of the Crossroads. Um, Dwayne Almon was uh, killed in a motorcycle accident where he swerved to avoid a hidden truck. Now. Interestingly, before that, he had been in a, in a really bad accident before that, that he survived. Um, his bandmate, uh, guitarist Barry Oakley, had basically set out to the universe, give him one more year. You know, that's all I ask, that you give him one more year. A year later, he has that motorcycle accident and dies. But now the curse doesn't end there. Oakley himself also died in a motorcycle accident, swerving to avoid a vehicle, crashed very near actually to where Dwayne passed away. Oh dear. Yeah. Same location basically. Um, Greg Allman, Dwayne's brother, wrote a song called Melissa that was written about that tragedy. I'm sure you've heard Melissa. Mm -hmm. all that stuff. So yeah, there's that. Um, also, you know, <clears throat> bands like Leonard Skinner, which I mentioned earlier, they did a version of the Crossroads also. So there you go. I don't even say anything more about that. <laughs> um, you know, there's many songs about selling your soul to the devil. Crossroads seems to be the one that hits the market. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> so, you know, there's that. Um, what else we got going on? There's, there's... What else is Ooh, there? There's so much more. We're in trouble. <laughs> Sorry, folks, we're canceled. See, see that, that's where you know, my 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 fell my, my my fall down the rabbit hole. There were so many more things that, that I saw that I, I didn't fall completely down because uh -huh. I, I didn't want to 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 come out with eighty five pages of check this out. Uh -huh. <clears throat> well, one of the interesting notes for me actually with the Allman Brothers and Leonard Skinner, why I wanted to do them also, I forgot to mention uh, Judy Van Zant. Uh, Ronnie's wife mm -hmm. uh, actually dated Dwayne Allman for a while too. Another crossover there. There was yeah, there was a little rivalry involved there too, but that was marital, yeah, not musical, yeah. So not too much need to be said about that. But <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I know we talked about Led Zeppelin and not wanting to talk about Stairway and the back masking and all that stuff. Um, the reason I said that is because I'm, one, ill-equipped to do any of the masking recording because I know that's what you want to hear. 
Um, and like Tracy said, the Beatles did it first. <laughs> <laughs> but there's back back masking on theirs that you probably want to hear too. Um, because of copyright reasons and things like that, I'm kind of loath to to bring those up right now. Um, maybe sometime in the future when I can do some more research, maybe we can get those on. Um, but for now, I am going to go into Led Zeppelin though, because apparently they made a Faustian bargain. So shortly after the band formed in 1968, a rumor unfurled that three of the four founding members, Robert Plant, Jimmy Page, and John Bonham, made a Faustian deal with the devil to bring them fame. While the band did become successful, the three members later suffered from a supposed curse. Robert Plant ended up in a serious car crash, first of all, which, led, which left him unable to walk for some time. Afterwards, his young son, Carrick, died from an unidentified stomach virus. Uh, Bonham passed away from addiction in 1980, which basically ended Led Zeppelin. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Jimmy Page struggled through a decade-long addiction to drugs. Out of the four members, only John Paul Jones seems to have survived relatively unscathed, which why the rumor is that he did not make the deal the other three did. So that was kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about that, Eric? I think anything's possible. <laughs> I don't know what I think about that. I'm like, well, well, kind of, and, 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 I'm well he survived, has had the least amount of issues. Well, if you know anything about Led Zeppelin, you also might know stories about how Jimmy Page bought uh, Crowley's estate in Scotland, mm -hmm. and that he was really big into the occult himself. Um, there's, uh, some of the albums have some really distinct, uh, hieroglyphics for lack of a better word. Iconography. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the word Sozo appears. Sozo, mm -hmm. sorry. Um, which is the name of a demon. Uh, the, the whole thing with the iconography and all that. A lot of that was doing pages doing. <coughs> Pardon me. Sorry. And then, uh, so yeah, there's a lot of that going on. And of course the back masking. Sorry, mm -hmm. folks. <laughs> we do not have the equipment, nor do we have the funds for the ability to do an in-depth, but hey. Well, here's a fun one. <laughs> do you know about, uh, Waylon Jennings putting a curse on Buddy Holly? Yes. No. It was an accident. Here? Sure. <laughs> it was an accident, actually. Um, everybody knows about, course, yeah. <laughs> everybody knows about the day the music died. Mm -hmm. Um, Valen, Bopper and Holly all died in a plane crash, mm -hmm. but Waylon Jennings was supposed to have a seat on that plane and he decided to take the bus, instead. Take the bus yeah. instead and let his buddy take it, let Holly take it. Um, and they were going, you know, I hope your plane crashes. I hope your bus gets stuck and your heater dies and that, that, that back and forth. And well, I, I've got to hear right what they said. Okay, guys. No, you want to hear it? No, it's fine. Go ahead. I'll, oh, you want to read it? Go no, ahead. It's fine. I'll stop. I'm good. Suddenly, I've, I've, she's, her thunder has been stolen and she just wants to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> he basically said it. I just have the actual words. Then tell them. Okay, Why are you fine. being a little baby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, Ollie joked to Jenny to, to Waylon Jennings. He says, "I hope y'all, I hope y'all bus freezes up." Was Jenny's reply? "I hope y'all plane crashes." Mm -hmm. Probably shouldn't have said that. And from what I recall, this led to Jennings almost killing himself. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, first didn't alleviate his guilt and carried the grief for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. Just not very happy thing to happen. Nope. You know, and it was an accident. I mean, because they were just you know two guys goofing around like guys do. Yep. Being stupid, you know. Yep. And then of course the curse spreads. You got Buddy Holly dying in the crash, the big bopper. Um, Balance. Richie Valens. I don't know why I couldn't remember that. Um, there's all, but not just them. I mean, some of the band members for Holly's band actually had issues too. Ronnie Smith, the member of Holly's previous band, hanged himself. Yeah, I cannot talk tonight. Sorry. Hung himself? Yeah. Hanged. Hung is a different term. Hanged himself several years after the crash. His close friend and fellow artist Eddie Cochran died in a taxi accident at age 21. Even people involved in the production of the Buddy Holly story had bad things happen to him. Screenwriter Robert Yitler committed suicide, and actor Gary Busey was in a terrible motorcycle accident. Horrendous. Yep. And he ain't been right since. Not really. Keith Moon, drummer for The Who, died of an overdose after watching Buddy Holly's story on September 7, 1978. Uh, September 7th was Buddy Holly's birthday. Happy belated birthday. So he died on his birthday from an overdose. You should never watch the Buddy Holly story. Who yep. died? Your, um, Keith Moon, sorry. Keith Moon, yeah. Uh, so, if you're touring with a band, you'll want to stay away from a specific cursed apartment. That's coming up next year. No, it's not. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm just reading these as I find <laughs> I'm just trying to fill up some time here. Um, but there is a band called Eddie and the Hot Rods. Anybody know them? Sounds familiar. Sounds familiar. They released a single, Do Anything You Want to Do. The song was inspired by occultist Aleister Crowley by his law of Telema, which means do what thou wilt is the whole of the law. They even decided to put Crowley on the cover with a comical pair of Mickey Mouse ears on his head. Here's that picture right there. Okay. Yeah. I'll see if I can put that up later for you guys to look at. Um, but, you know, it wasn't Crowley who got upset because of that. Uh, but one of his devoted followers, Jimmy Page, got upset over all this. Rumor has it that Page cast a curse on the band, after which the musicians dropped their label and never reached the top ten chart again. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 just remember, people, words have power. <laughs> well, and here's something else, too. Beach Boys received malicious magic from Charles Manson. Okay. I know this one. Basically, I've heard this um, one. They released a song called Never Learn Not to Love. Allegedly, and later confirmed, this song was written by Charles Manson and given to the to the Beach Boys. Um, he gave uh, he passed the lyrics on to drummer Dennis Wilson, who changed the title to Never Learn Not to Love. Apparently, it was titled something else, which I don't have here. Uh, because Manson practiced the occult, some people believe that he passed on a curse through that song. And here we go. Beach Boys suffered cruel punishments from their father, Murray Wilson. Brian Wilson believed that he was being watched and that his songs influenced the real world. He got diagnosed with schizophrenia, which you know, most of you know about. Uh, Dennis ended up homeless and addicted and eventually drowned in Marina Del Rey while drunk and trying to recover items that he had thrown into the marina years earlier. Okay. Yeah. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Now, now I found the apartment. Uh, when singer Harry Nilsson realized how many deaths occurred in his apartment in Mayfair, London, he left. In 74, Mama Cass of the Mamas and the Papas died in her sleep from heart failure there. Four years later, the drummer of The Who, Keith Moon, also died there at the same age. Both were 32 years old. Harry Nilsson had loaned out the flat 12 nine-curs-on-place apartment to both musicians. He disowned the apartment after the deaths. Later, the Who's lead singer, Pete Townsend, bought the space to prevent it from being a tourist trap. Cursed apartment. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the curse gets everybody in different ways. I don't know. Just makes me think I will never become a musician as long as I live. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because I can't play worth a darn. Anybody got anything to add all this? Well, I, the amount of people that died at 32, I'm like, let's look at 32 Club. Well, there's a Club 32. That's not that's not the 32 Club. No, Club 32 was a discotheque, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it evidently is still active. Yeah. So let's go. The If I actually could type, that'd be amazing. Space. There we go. Oh, yeah. Okay. So Club 32. In Gillette, Washington, just so you know, is opened at 4 p.m. on Friday, if anyone's interested, for takeout. <laughs> <laughs> but there's no, I figured, you know, there's, there's got to be. Some history involved. Yeah, because in I want to know who else, else passed away at 32. But Club 32 has got all the, the, uh, the, the, the. The thunder here so congratulations to club 32 uh, i kind of want to go visit you now you look like you have an interesting menu and uh the 32 first. yeah sure why not <laughs> well I, you know there's so many so many different curses you know it's hard to keep track sometimes you got the 27 club the 32 club there's the 69 club but that's you know that's not rock and roll that deals more with actors <laughs> and yes performers influencers as you put it yes those who've made Changes in their world around them. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yes, dear. What? Nothing. You're just pushing on me. I'm like just it? messing with you because it's fun. <laughs> Can you tell they've been married for a while? Nah. nah. Not at all. We've been together this year for 22 years. Hey, hey! I found a thing. I found a thing. Did you? She found something. Yeah. Found a thing. I found a thing. Now I'll see if I can actually get it to go with the, the eight members of the 32 Club, premature deaths among, among young rock stars. Before you get too far, folks, I just want to apologize. It sounds like we're dialing it in. We're really not. We we're did a lot of research. Unfortunately, it just led to a very quick conclusion. So we're digging for more. And <laughs> and and as we all know, Tracy finds rabbit holes. Hi. She's going to. Oh! So that's why I'm like, so Club sounds interesting, but looky. She's about to dive into another one. Oh, folks. yes. Karen Carpenter of the of the Carpenters died at thirty two. She died of bulimia, right? Heart failure due to years of damage caused by extreme weight loss dieting. Yep. Mm -hmm. And there's John Bonham of Led Zeppelin. And Francis Ballard of the Supremes. Mm -hmm. That descended into alcoholism, depression, and domestic violence. And moved into her sister's home and died of cardiac arrest caused from a blood clot in her coronary, coronary arteries. Yeah. Oops, sorry. Mama oh, Cass. I was the first one to smoke today. I, smoke. <laughs> I haven't smoked at all. I've smoked for five years. Let's smoke a ham. Actually, it's been more. Let's leave it alone. <laughs> 
Uh, Mama Cass of the Mamas and Papas. Um, died in her sleep of a heart attack. Not while eating a ham sandwich, as the urban legend states. That's, yeah, that's total bogus. <laughs> um, her fatal heart attack was likely caused by her rapid weight loss, which had weakened her heart. No, I'm, I don't want to go to the next thing. Can you not give me an ad? Thank you. <laughs> Keith Moon of the Who. That had... Wasn't he a drug overdose? Uh, yes. Uh, drummer Keith Moon overdosed on clomethazole, a drug intended to relieve symptoms of acute alcohol withdrawal, passed away at the, eight, at the same age as Mama Cass. Ricky Wilson, the B-52s, died Which in 85. One? Ricky Wilson? The guy? The guy. Oh, B-52s. he died. That's why. Okay. Sorry. Um, he died... What did he die of? See, uh, as one of the founding members of B-52s, during his nearly 10-year stint with the band, he performed on four albums. Despite learning that he had contracted AIDS in 83, he kept his condition a secret for the rest of the band. Um, However, he died from HIV-AIDS-related health complications in October. Doug Hopkins of the Gin Blossoms. This one I didn't know about. And I like the Gin Blossoms. Um, where to go? There we go. Uh... Hopkins unfortunately suffered from chronic depression as well as alcoholism and committed suicide by shooting himself with a pistol. By wetting himself? She shot himself with a pistol? With a pistol, yes. Okay. I heard something else, which um, entirely didn't make any sense. So. Sorry, I have a mumble and I slur, so yay. And I have uh, deaf ears, so hey, it's all good. We're a perfect match. Between oh. us both, we can make... Anywho, never mind. <laughs> Let's not go <laughs> uh, Keith Godshaw of the Grateful Dead... Grateful Dead has a lot of people on this on both lists. Mm -hmm. um, he joined the Grateful Dead as a key, as a keyboard, piano, and occasional synth player. However, like so many other musicians, struggled with drug and alcohol abuse. That that a uh, couple of his domestic violence issues led to his departure from the Dead. He died this, the same year in a car crash. So that's the eight members of the Thirty Two Club. And there's a Sixty Nine Club too. Am I falling down? I'm like, am I falling down that hole? I am gonna. When I was talking about Penny Goodman earlier, it wasn't him actually. Okay. It was actually Glenn Miller. Okay. Big band. Yeah, yeah. Big band name way back when. He actually, I want to bring this up because he is a musician. He disappeared under mysterious circumstances. He was a big band trombonist, arranger, composer, and band leader in the swing era. Uh, he actually disappeared on December 15th, 1944, after uh, after getting on a plane for a flight to make arrangements to move his entire band to uh, the United Kingdom, or from the United Kingdom to Paris on December 5th, uh, 15th of that year. For um, more venues, probably. Yeah, it was a single engine UC-64 Norseman which departed from RAF Twinwood Farm in Clapham on the outskirts of Bedford and disappeared while flying over the English Channel. Now, of course, people think the plane went down. Uh, some people said it had carburetor trouble. Uh, there's never been any recovery of the plane or the body. So his death remains a mystery at this point. But there are some conspiracy theories involved with his death also. Uh, one theory is that he was assassinated after Dwight D. Eisenhower sent him on a secret mission to negotiate a peace deal with Nazi Germany. Uh, then he died of a heart attack in a brothel after arriving in Paris. 
and that his plane was hit by bombs being jettisoned by Allied bombers returning from an aborted mission to Germany. Uh, the most likely scenario was that, like I said, his uh, Norseman flew into cold. Oh, okay. It says his Norseman flew into cold weather and experienced carburetor ice. So yeah, carburetor. Very good. Very dangerous. Causing the aircraft to lose power and ditching for water. And of course, any survivors would have died of hypothermia within 20 minutes. But again, the plane was never recovered. Neither was the body. So he's been missing ever since 1944 without any. You think that with all the technology we have now, if we go down to where the Titanic is, how deep is the channel that they can't go down and look for wreckage? Not as deep as where the Titanic's at. So why can't they take one of those little robots and look for wreckage? They, they, they the might. They that could have gone down. Yeah, they probably find a lot more than just one. I'd they like they to find know. a lot more. Who, has, channel, who doesn't have curiosity? The channel's not as deep as we used to as we used to think it is, or no longer as deep. Yeah. Because all the planes piling up on top yeah. of it. I don't know. That was sorry, more of a thought. Nobody's thought to go look for these things. Not just not just Goodman, but like the stuff the wreckages from the subs during World War II. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff you could find down there. Why don't we do it? Boats that supposedly went back and forth through the English Channel. Yeah, I mean during the bombings. Yeah, I mean Blitzkrieg. Yeah. I don't know. Just curiosity. Good question. I'm sure that I'm sure people are are out doing it too. They just haven't found it. And I know there's a bunch of salvage out there. Yeah, it's just it, stuff hasn't been popularized in, in, our, in our culture yet, as far as that goes. Just a curiosity thing. Yeah. I just figured somebody by now would be doing something. So in other words, how many trips have they made I, to the Titanic? I now? put on my list here. We do salvage vehicles, salvaging vehicles. There we go. Search. Tracy's taking copious notes as usual. <laughs> <laughs> She's so much better than I am at this. I don't do homework at all. Well, it does turn out that they have been looking for Glenn Miller. They've actually. I thought it was good. You said Goodman. No, I said Goodman at first, but oh, actually okay. Glenn Miller. Glenn Miller, sorry. Uh, I... There's a report here from January 14th, 2019, so from last year, that they had actually found a possible crash site. Oh. In the water? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well then there's see, that mystery bill. Here. Fixed. Or not fixed, but salt. Oh, well, there were three occupants in the plane that were never found. Okay, so basically, that there's not much to it here. Basically, they figure they think they know where the plane went down, but they still haven't recovered the plane or the crew. So maybe they never will. Who knows? But enough about that. <laughs> Anybody else have anything to add? Nope. Not currently. I mean, I'm sure. I'm, give me a few minutes. I can probably find something. Good. I'm good. After I well, did, folks, I think we've exhausted our resources tonight. <laughs> and, our, and, and your hosts. Yep, you're both sitting here yawning big time. I'm sorry, <laughs> I fell down holes and I've enjoyed myself. And you've brought me into your household again to play. And thank you for me, play. As always, I'm glad you're able to crawl out, but you're so exhausted from doing all the crawling out. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, I'll go home. Crawl on my bed, try to sleep, and realize, nope, there's something else for me to crawl into. Dipey, 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 dipey. I'll probably get a text message later to say, hey, how about this? We're, we're, I'm working on this. Is this okay? <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. And it won't be the last. <laughs> no, this is true for both counts. <laughs> anyway, folks, next week we're going to actually delve into the mysteries surrounding Mount Shasta. 
Do you know anything about Mount Shasta? You've probably heard stories about lizard people, strange happenings, UFOs, things like that. Hidden cities, yes. We're going to try and cover all that next week. So stick with us. Stay tuned. Um, Feedback, people. Feedback. It's very important to us. Feedback. We want to hear from you guys. If you're doing a crap job, just say so, please. Yes. We don't know if you don't tell us. We're not mind readers. But by, by not listen, right? By not telling us what we can change to improve, we won't. We won't improve. So please. Honestly, we're not dialing it in, but sometimes we run out of material. If, if that's an issue for you, say so. Yep. Yep. Um, again, and if you you want to say so, you've got three ways of doing it. You can either email us at whatinthepodcast at gmail.com, on our Facebook group, uh, the What in the Podcast Facebook group. Or you can actually click that little link in the description of this episode on the very bottom of the description that will take you right to the voice message recorder. Tap that little record button, leave us a message. If you don't like it, start over. Exactly. It's a great tool. It works really easy. It'll let you preview it before you send it, I believe. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So you record a message. You know, if you're angry with us, you record a message. And it's like one of those things where where you... where if you're writing something you're really angry about and you take a moment to think about it and say, yeah, it's a little too cool and then you delete it. You can do that with us too. Yep. (laughs) Feedback is king. Please help us. (laughs) Also, iTunes reviews. um, Also supremely important. podcast reviews. They are very important. If you are listening on any of those formats, please leave us a review. It's the one way we actually are able to move up through the ranks. And that we know that people are listening and like our show or, or dislike our show. Feedback, like I said, we, we can't improve without your feedback. We exactly. Need to know. Yeah, as far as moving up the ranks, the more we move up through the ranks, the more people get to listen to us. The more people listen to us, the better, the better we can grow as a podcast. Yes, we'll be very bitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Anyway. Just kidding. No. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, it'll help us move up. And the more more people listen, the bigger we get and the better we get. And the more input we get. So the more shows we put on for you. And the more input, the better we get. I know you you Apple Podcast listeners are out there. There's at least 20% of you on my list alone that listen. So to those 20% that are out there, leave us a review, please. We want to hear from you. We really, really do. We want to know. I know you're capable of it. Mm-hmm. I have faith in you. <laughs> we love you. We do. We do. We do. We do. We want you. We want. We want to hear from you. We want to see stuff. We want to. We want to know that we're loved, whether we are or not. <laughs> <laughs> we want to know we're listened to. Yes, yeah. we want to know you're listening and what you think. Feedback is super important. I know I keep saying that and harping on it, but please tell us things. We would love to know. Okay, wait a minute. Let me. About our show. Yes. <laughs> also, if you have any Same show ideas, one. I would. We, we both we all want to really hear oh, about yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. I got a whole list of shows in in the books right now, ready to go. And but we are willing to forego those for other ideas if you have not other forego, ideas. Forego, postpone. Postpone, yes. Post, well, forego for the time being. It wouldn't be the first time I flip a, a project over just to start something else. But you know, if you got an idea that we haven't thought of, you know mention it. It happened with American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking about that. So Tracy said, let's do American Horror Story. And I'm like, oh, cool. That's because someone on our Facebook page said, hey, here. And I'm like, hey, rabbit hole. Here we go. Mm-hmm. This happens to all the time. So so if you see it, if it's something that comes up that gets your attention, if it's the anniversary of something happening 
and you know it falls on X, Y, or Z date, let us know. We can put it in there as an X, Y, or Z date. I'm sure we can play musical puzzle pieces. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. Like We're I said, I got that. episodes all the way up to February right now for next year. Doesn't mean I can't move things around. Or won't. Yeah, it doesn't oh. mean we won't either. Oh, yeah, definitely. I will do it. Yep, yep, yep. Thank you for joining Dare us me. tonight. <laughs> Thank you for, for, for joining us all. Yeah. And last thing I want to say before we actually hang up tonight, if you are in an area affected by the forest fires, if they tell you to evacuate, please, please do so. It's in your own best interest. Save a life. We want we want you as listeners. We want to keep you as listeners. We don't want you to be save, our ghost Save stories. your own yes. lives, please. Save yourselves and your neighbors and friends. Make sure everybody gets out and their animals do too. Animals are super important also. I don't think you're immune. You're not. Yes. Fire everybody, burns everybody equally. Yes. yes. It, 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 Fire's scary. It doesn't. Uh... Fire bad. Fire bad. Fire bad. Anyway, <laughs> that's going to do it. <laughs> Folks, have a good night. Night, everybody. We'll see you next week. Be happy, be healthy. We'll hear, we'll, you'll hear us next week. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Dun, dun, dun! What in the...